Um, so today we're going to talk about the need for strong men. The need for strong men. I want to share this verse in 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 5-10. through 10. And it says, And as the ark of the covenant of the Lord was coming into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so that the earth resounded. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What does that noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews mean? Then they understood that the ark of the Lord had come into the camp. So the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God has come into the camp. And they said, Woe to us, for nothing like this has ever happened before. Woe to us, who will save us from the hand of these mighty gods? I want to emphasize this, this sentence here. Who will save us? Who will save us from the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that, who struck the Egyptians with all kinds of plagues in the wilderness. Take courage and be men, Philistines, or you will become slaves to the Hebrews, as they have been slaves to you. So be men and fight. So the Philistines fought, and Israel was defeated. And every man fled to his tent, and the defeat was very great, for 30,000 foot soldiers of Israel fell. So... Philistines generally are the bad guys in Scripture, but um, we are going to use them as a reference for the need for strong men. Because uh, in this scenario, even though the Israelites brought the Ark of the Covenant with them to the battle, hoping that they would force God to win the battle for them, uh, God was already uh, had set them to be um, to be without His presence because of their rebellion. And so God was not with them; it was just man on man. It was not. Uh, There's no supernatural help. And the Philistines, even though they were afraid, they, they rallied this courage within themselves with this simple idea, stand up and fight, be men. And it's a really uh, powerful, powerful thing to see that even though they were afraid, because they rose up and decided to take courage and be men, strong men in a time of adversity, it, they not only won, but they won by a long shot. They just destroyed uh, the Israelite soldiers in this scene. And so I think it, uh, it goes into a, a really good thought. And I don't know if you guys have heard the, the idea um, that uh, the need for strong men in tough times. And that uh, when there are strong, uh, strong men are needed in tough times and strong men create good times. And then good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. And which hard times beckon the need for strong men. But... I want us to take this idea, the need for strong men in tough times. And the idea is simply this. When crap hits the fan, people look to strong men to resolve it. When crap hits the fan, people look to strong men to resolve it. And I'm talking about when crap hits the fan in any scenario. Not just like a nation per se, but uh, with not, uh, even within a community or within a workplace within a family, within a marriage, that when crap hits this fan, that people need strong men to step up and resolve it. Um, and it takes inner strength, determination, and character to be the man to fix what is broken. It's our job to be ready to be that man when the time comes. And it's our job to decide. We have to decide to be that man when that time comes. And I want to I wanna just... Uh, break out an idea like uh, whether it's a workplace and uh, crap hits a fan no one knows what to do and it's almost like there's this this waiting period 
this waiting period for someone to volunteer themselves. And it, whether it's a, a workplace, whether it's a family, um, whether it's a nation, whatever, it's this waiting period where strong men are needed to step up. And what I'm saying is we have to decide in advance to be the man, the strong man that's needed when the time comes beforehand. It's only then that we'll be ready to stand up when the time comes. And I want to emphasize that women consistently stand up in the place for men in taking responsibility. Women have consistently stood in the place when strong men were needed and took responsibility when men should have stood up. And ever since the Garden of Eden, women have had to be brave when facing adversity. Women have had to be brave alone when facing adversity. A lot of people don't realize that when the devil was talking to Eve, when this devilish snake was talking to Eve, it says that Adam was with her. Adam was right next to her while this devilish snake was manipulating and talking to his wife. And he said nothing and did nothing. And then he blames everything on her. <laughs> you see how that trend uh, happens a lot even now? <laughs> we don't do anything. We don't say anything. And then we say, how could you have let this happen? And what uh, women have been the strong ones in our society, in our schools, in our families. And it's time for us to get off of the couch and be men. I mean, my kids are so young, but when I think about like PTA meetings, like generally, I always imagine um, just simply moms at the PTA meetings. It's it's almost uh, rare to see involved fathers um, because they're just busy doing something else. They're busy putting bread on the table. I remember going to the park um, one day and I'm always the only dad at the park with my kids. And um, it's just funny cause it's all these other moms and my wife always gets to have like these great conversations and I'm just like, frick, like <laughs> I'm right. I don't have too much to talk about around here. And there's one time this other, uh, this couple showed up and there was a dad there and I was like, oh hell yeah. I'm about to like talk about something, you know, different than what, <laughs> what's been talked about. I can talk about like a, I don't know, let's sharpen our knives together, you know, <laughs> get some masculine conversation. And it almost like three minutes after he got there, I was like preparing myself like, all right, I'm going to go talk to that guy. And almost right after they got there, uh, I just overhear him say, I'm going to go clean up the garage. And he just left <laughs> and went to go do something else. And uh, it was just to me, I was like, man, it's it's almost time and time again that we as men find something else to do uh, by ourselves rather than finding the need right in front of us. I mean, family there, kid there. Let me go do something else. And women have just been strong in our society, in our schools, in our families. And it's time for us to get off the couch and be men. Anything worthwhile typically requires premeditation and preparation. And we will be more apt for when the opportunity comes, when we've already decided to be strong. You must decide what kind of man you want to be. If you've ever imagined like a, a crazy scenario, like if there was a uh, an active shooter at a restaurant and the idea of of even being ready and willing to take down like a bad guy that doesn't just happen by reaction for most men it's something that you have to decide to do beforehand it's deciding to be the strong man and whether it's our faith our community our jobs our family 
or our marriage, we need to grow some balls and stand in the gap for what's needed. Let me say that again. Whether it's for our faith, our faith, our community, our jobs, our family, our marriage, we need to grow some balls and stand in the gap for what's needed. Ask yourself, whatever problem you see, what needs to happen? Whatever problem you're seeing, what needs to happen? But then ask yourself, what do I need to do to make that happen? A lot of times we stop at what needs to happen and we look at what everybody else needs to do. Instead, ask yourself, what do I need to do? I'm the strong man here. What do I need to do to make this happen? Y'all feel what I'm saying? Now, let me, let me go into our next point. Get off of your throne. Get off of your throne. You must be able to anticipate your need to act in order to be a strong man. You must be able to anticipate your need to act in order to be a strong man. Don't imagine yourself to be the superhero. Most men aren't. Let me say that again. Don't imagine yourself to simply become the superhero because most men aren't. We have an innate nature of complacency. So when things get tough, we will most likely look around for someone else to do something. Yeah, I mean, I, everyone always looks at uh, like the Nazi era as the idea of, oh, well, if I was in that, that, that day and age, I would have done something. But to think that that generation before us was honestly a lot more masculine than our generation today. To think that we would have had the balls to stand up and do something is just, it's imaginative. We are, we, our generation is very complacent. And if, if we want to, if when things get tough, we will most likely look around for someone else to do something if we do not prepare our minds to anticipate the need for you to do something. This requires you to get out of the king mindset where you expect everything to be handed to you. In our day of age, we as men have become adult boys. We have grown accustomed to lounging and being served. We feel that we deserve to rest and be served because we do the basic requirements most of the time. Tell me if this sounds familiar. The story of our jobs is typically, I deserve a raise. I haven't done anything wrong and I will always show up on time. Bare minimum requirements. <laughs> Not doing anything wrong, showing up on time. That's what's expected. The story of our romantic relationships. You should do this for me. I, I'm nice to you and I've never cheated on you basic requirements and even the story with our kids do what I say I put a roof over your head basic requirements we expect heaven and earth to be moved while we do the bare minimum and doing the bare minimum of expectation does not beckon rewards and trophies it beckons bare minimum results so if you are ready to be a man, you need to start being more intentional and get your hands dirty. Do the work that needs to be done. Now, the last point I'm saying is the idea of the buck stops here. The buck stops here. A strong man takes responsibility for themselves, 
and others. A strong man takes responsibility for themselves and others. To become strong men, we must adopt the ideology of the buck stops here. We need to maximize our manhood in taking responsibility, not only for ourselves, but for the people and things that we're connected with. I believe that everything rises and falls on leadership. Everywhere we go, everything rises and falls on leadership. If something wrong happened at a low level, it's because of oversight on leadership. Something good happened on a low level. It's because of procedures that were put in place by leadership. In the same way, I believe that in our circles, many things rise and fall on either weak men or strong men. So settle in your mind that when things go bad, was there something that you could have done to prevent it or make it better? This is a really hard pill to swallow. When things go bad, was there something that you could have done to prevent it or make it better. Now, this is not saying that we should get all in our feels, feel insecure, and thinking that everything was our fault. That's not what I'm saying. But we must analyze ourselves and experiences in order to grow. And as tough as it may be, we need to look at things that 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 we may have done wrong, or uh, or uh, times that we could have done something in order not to repeat the same mistakes. And I want to share a personal example for me. Uh, some of you guys know that I, uh, me and my wife, we took care of some foster boys uh, for several years, um, a while, uh, just a couple years ago, and it was, uh, it was, I think, about three years that they lived with us. Um, and at the time when they left, their ages were 16 and 18. And for me, uh, being uh, at the time, being in my my mid 20s raising teenagers, you can imagine how uh, complicated that felt. And there was times where I would hit the mark and I felt like I was doing a great job being this, this step-in dad for them. And when I, uh, But when I think about near the moments where I was hard on them, the moments where I would uh, limit things, uh, when I look back, the, the, when they left, they left out of uh, really bad opposition. It was real bad rebellion. And to make a long story short, um, I knew that uh, one of them was smoking. I knew that they were doing drugs and uh, couldn't get him to, to open up to me, to tell me the truth. He was still scared at the end of the day of uh, being caught. And, um, and I drug tested him. And all that day that I knew he was going to piss dirty, I was telling myself, how can I punish him without really punishing him? I didn't want to take away the car. I didn't want to take away his phone. I wanted him to, to experience responsibility. And the whole day, I just really didn't even know how I was going to punish him. But when it came down to it, he lied to me all the way up to <laughs> it showing he was dirty. It was like just lying to my face. And I, I got uh, angry. I got angry and angry and angry uh, with every lie. And I was just getting so frustrated that, that I wanted him to just be honest and tell the truth. And I lost my cookies, man. I lost my cookies. I, I I lost my temper, and it got to a point where uh, Lauren said, "We just need to stop here. Y'all just go to bed, and we'll figure this out in the morning." Because things were just getting way too heated. And uh, the the older one he ran away that night, and the younger one he he wanted to move out. <laughs> and the the next day he he uh, 
through these bizarre circumstances, he was able to move out, uh, away. And it was just like nothing, you know, like as if there was like no family connection. It was so hurtful, so painful. And, and the older one, uh, I've tried to even reach out, uh, afterwards and he blocked me. You know, I wanted to stay connected, want to have this good relationship. And it was just this horrible ending to something that invested so much time, effort, love, energy. And at, uh, at fir the first couple months, I took on the persona like I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't have to do anything in the first place. They're lucky to, <laughs> that I even did anything. But then I, the, God started convicting my heart and just, just impressing on me to learn from this moment. And as I look back, I started seeing things that I could have done differently. The ways that I reacted that could have gone, that I could have done differently, holding my anger back, I could have done differently. You know, I was just like replaying all these scenarios because at the end of the day, I love those boys. I still love them. I think about them every day, and to know that uh, I was able to reconnect with one, but the other one does still won't talk to me. And I, here I am. I have my own kids, <laughs> and I'm still worried about these boys as if they're my own children and if i don't learn from them this experience as as tough as some of these pills are to swallow if i don't learn from them i will be destined to most likely make the same respect, uh, mistakes with my own children with my girls my boy when they grow up and so it's a tough pill to swallow and and believe me no none of us are perfect we're bound to make mistakes but strong men decide to learn from their mistakes rather than run from them. And again, it doesn't mean when you admit to a mistake or see that you could have done something, it doesn't mean you're a terrible person. It doesn't mean you're an unfit man. It, it is a strength to, to analyze yourself. It's a strength to look within yourself and see how you could grow. It's nothing to feel insecure about. Now, when you develop this attitude of understanding and how powerful your influence is, it helps you to begin making a powerful and lasting impacts for good in the people and things that you are connected with. It's this kind of ownership that is an indispensable quality of strong men. And when I think about everything we're talking about in this in this message, it it beckons the 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 evidence that Jesus is the strongest man that's ever lived. He got off of his throne to come to earth, to take responsibility for us. He, what, uh, he anticipated our need. The buck stopped with him. It was, it was, everything rested on his shoulders. It was in tough times when, when uh, all this crap hits the, the, hits the fan that Jesus stood up to resolve it. It's he who is our example in being a strong man. And with that being said, if you're on this call and in this talk and you have never made this real commitment to Jesus being the, the strong man, the strong savior that he is, and you've never made that decision yourself to trust in him, to make him your Lord and savior, the Bible says you can do that by just simply having a conversation with him. If you just do that today, all it does, all it takes is you talking to him and saying, I want to learn from you, Jesus. I want to have a, um, a relationship with you and I want to, to learn from your strength because I'm weak but you are strong that being said I want to pray as we close out uh, God I thank you for this message this time together with these strong men 
And I pray that you cause this message to be edifying to us, that we learn from it and grow from it. In Jesus' name, amen.